from Andres Bergen, the acclaimed creator of the popular graphic novel Bullet Gal, comes the retelling of the classic Tristan and Isolde. Tristan Holt turns things on its head and places our heroes in a 70s pulp world. Queenie rules with an iron fist, and when two of her best men are killed, it's up to her niece Trista to find out what happened. Tristan Holt by Andres Bergen. Available online at If Comics. That's If question mark C-O-M-M-I-X. Issues also available at dollardownloads.com. You're listening to the Canned Air Podcast, your sidekick in the quest for knowledge, power, and entertainment. So strap yourselves in and prepare for victory! Welcome to another episode of Canned Air, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jeff Holcomb. And I'm Mike Harwood. And joining us today, we have Tyler Sowles and Sarah Sowles from Durantus, The Lost Serpent 2. The Kickstarter just wrapped up on September 17th rather successfully, so congratulations to both of you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, we had the uh, audience sound effect there. <laughs> going <crazy. laughs> That was rad, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we got a good show for you. We're going to be talking a little bit about Mario Brothers, as it's uh, been 30 years since the original Mario Brothers came out. Uh, we'll be going around the table talking about comics a little bit, and then we'll turn our full attention over to Tyler and Sarah and talk about Durantus. So let's kick it <laughs> off with this week's Retro Roundtable. Here we go! All right, so yeah, like we were saying earlier, Mario Brothers, 30 years old this year. The release of the the NES game. I mean, I think the character was in Donkey Kong long before yeah, that. But yeah, it was yeah. Mario Brothers is 30. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, I'm sure everyone here has fond memories of the Mario Brothers, right? And some not-so-fond ones. Yeah. Mostly not-so-fond for me. <laughs> what? I was always the kid that came over to play games with my friends, and I got to be player two, but I never really got anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's Just right. You didn't have a Nintendo. Used up, up all the lives, and then was like Mario Two. If you didn't clear the map <laughs> after so long, it would fill back up. Yep. Yeah. So I'd get stuck way back, and then whoever I'd play <laughs> had to go and get me back. So. Man, what about uh, Tyler and Sarah? I have very fond memories of Mario, but I didn't um, really get into Mario until Super Nintendo. Oh, Super really? Yeah, I'm a little young though. <laughs> He's a baby. I remember, <laughs> I remember getting the first NES and Super Mario and playing it a lot and with my dad. But I, I'm not, I'm not good at video games then or now. So <laughs> I played the first level a lot and knew all the horrors. And um, we had a game genie, so that was helpful at some point. Um, oh, game genie yeah, was a lot I of fun. A lot yeah. of hours. Boy, yeah, I forgot about game genie. <laughs> You put the cartridge into the cartridge into the, and then into the machine. Oh, remember the codes? Good grief. Typing all that crap out. Oh, yeah. Like, like a book? Yeah. <laughs> I have the book and everything, so. That's amazing. Favorite Mario games from everyone here? Oh, I got one. Well, I got two because it's very hard for me to decide, but I'm going to go with number one would have to be uh, Mario RPG. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. Oh, man. That was a good game. I still own it. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. 
I, I got the uh, FC Twins just so I can play it. Uh, I still got uh, Mario 3 would have to be number 2. Mario 3? Oh, yeah. That was a great game. That was a yeah. game changer. That's one they, with the fox and the frog. and Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember when they did that for that little promo for the movie? What was that called? The Wizard? You know, like, the turtles all, yeah, all over the, the place, the, too. The final yeah. competition yeah. is they were going to play a game that's never been unveiled to anybody, and it yeah. was Mario Brothers 3. Oh, oh you're Savage. right. Yes, I forgot all about that. <laughs> and of course, the the guy's little brother was a whiz at it, and so. All right. Or that was Ben Savage was the little brother. Fred Savage wasn't. There was the movie designed oh, yeah. to be like, "Mommy, mommy, I gotta get a Nintendo." It's a power glove too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. That power glove was a piece of shit. <laughs> it really Apparently, was. you could play Top Gun with it. <laughs> you know what else I had was the uh, the power pad. It was like a it kind of looked like a twister. Uh, mat that you lay out and it plugs into your console. Oh, yeah. 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 And that's yeah. weird. I've never heard of that. Game that kind of went with it. Yeah, world-class track meet. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, see, the, the the Nintendo bundle I got for Christmas in, uh, what was it, 86, I think is when I got mine, came with this power pad. And it, the Mario cartridge had Mario, Duck Hunt, and world-class track meet all in the same game. And, uh, yeah, that thing was junk. <laughs> I, I, I tripped over so many hurdles. <laughs> no playing. What was that? Uh, what was that game where they had to jump over the hurdles? All my friends would sit there and slap it. I did the same did thing. You? Yeah, it had to have been yeah. the same game. Yeah, yeah. But I never saw another game that uh, you could use that thing with. Really, Mm-mm. I don't think there was. Yeah, what a what a hit it was. Jack's favorite <laughs> Mario game. Mario two. Mario two. No, really? No. <laughs> Probably Super Mario. Just Mario Brothers. Yeah. Great game. The funnest, the funnest one, because I was better at that one than any of the Mario oh, yeah. brothers. Well, you, it's the one you had the longest played so long, and I remember I used to be able to beat that game in like eight minutes with all the warps, not not through every level. No, I'm not talking about Super Mario Brothers, just Mario Brothers, where it was just Mario and Luigi, and then you had to run around and beat each other. Oh, up. yeah. Oh, that, was, that one. Yeah. The that original was, Mario Brothers. Yeah. That was a fun game. The yeah. arcade one. I love that game. The ice level and you slid all over the place oh, and God, the yeah. crab. Oh, oh, yes. yeah. oh, I forgot all about that. And I think that the Mario Brothers I have for Wii, the side-scrolling Mario Brothers, I think has that in there. I think yes. they, Yeah, they all had some yeah. hidden something yep. like that. Now I'm going to have to go play it. Darn it. You got me thinking all about it. <laughs> I like three. That would probably be number two, though. Yeah. That was the most. That was all. I think I played a little bit of uh, from the N64 one. Oh, my Mario 64? It. Yeah, I played a little, little bit of that one. That's right up there as one of my favorites. Fantastic game that was. Played it through so many times. I'd probably like the the third person, like the 3D world ones better than the 2D ones because those platformer jumping games are death for me. I, I love them both equally, honestly, personally. What about Tyler and Sarah? Favorite games? I like uh, uh, the first Yoshi's Island game. That was a one of my game. I, yeah. You know, where Mario's a little baby and like when he gets when Yoshi gets hurt or whatever, he's in a bubble and he cries and you have to like catch the bubble before the timer yes. runs out. The game had like it had some of the best damn video game music ever. <laughs> and it just had that really like cool like style. It was like one of the first like real stylized games where they're like, Hey, let's make it all like it's drawn with crayon and I don't know, I just yes. I, I, I've always thought that game like style. And, and it was super fun to play too, but like it, just, it was a gorgeous one. It was, it was yeah. really cool. Didn't the background wasn't it like uh, weren't there like patches on the background, like yeah. sewn in patches? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a yep. that was a fun game, and you could get like a bunch of eggs to follow you that you could uh, throw at your enemies and stuff. Yep, <laughs> yep. 
just a fun mechanic too like i mean you know you could the whole jumping and hopping on stuff still stayed really prevalent but like the whole egg throwing thing kind of added a something different to it yeah. it wasn't just the same old thing over and over again Ooh, i have to renege my favorite mario <laughs> okay all because of this <laughs> no mario kart Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, the first Mario Kart. <laughs> I forget that. Yeah. Mario Kart, yeah, without a doubt. What a great game. Dr. Mario, that was a great oh, game. Yeah. That was just a I puzzle like game, wasn't it? Throw and match yep. pills. Tetris, with, but with uh, pills. Mario and pills. Yeah, yeah. but it <laughs> yep. was such an addictive game. You just sat was. there and played the crap out of it. And then I got into drugs. It's <laughs> 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 all because of Mario. Oh. That started me down a dark path. <laughs> but the <laughs> colors match. <laughs> <laughs> Marijuana is not the gateway. It's Dr. <laughs> <Dr>. Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I had all these pills left over because none of them were the same color. I had to do something with them. <laughs> Sarah, what about you? Um, you actually already nailed it. I, Dr. Mario and um, the Mario Brothers game. I love both of those. And I have a very unapop- unpopular opinion because I actually really liked Mario too because I liked being oh, able to too. choose my character. I know it's terrible. <laughs> no, I'm right there with you. I loved that right. game. It that was stands cool apart, but being able to pick which who you want to yeah. play, even though yeah, I liked that one. So it was very different. It didn't feel like any of the other games, and I liked it. I feel like the angry video game nerd had said once that that game was it was a pre-existing game. Yeah. It, it was something else that they just took the game engine, painted yeah. it up to look like Mario, and then put it out. But yeah, because uh, America couldn't handle. A- I guess those characters that they had originally made. <laughs> oh, I'm dead serious about that. They did that again with uh, Tetris Attack. Really? Yeah, because Tetris Attack wasn't really supposed to be Mario based. It was uh, Poyo Poyo or something like that for Super Nintendo. I actually have that one too. Chicken Chicken? Yeah, I know. It is actually. It has little chickens in there. <laughs> like this little magic room comes out. Wow. America couldn't handle that either, apparently. <laughs> America couldn't handle the chickens. What about you, Mike? What's your favorite? Um. I would have to say number one would have to be uh, three, and uh, I really did actually like number two. Yeah, both great games. Indeed. Moving a little bit later into, uh, I'd say, like GameCube era, did any of you play Luigi's Mansion? No. I wanted to really bad. Yeah. That was a fun game. That was a blast. Like, Mario was being was somehow lost in this one of the boo houses or whatever, but you go in, you, f- you feel kind of like a Ghostbuster. You know, Luigi, you play as Luigi, he has the vacuum backpack. And you have a flashlight, and you know you'd be looking down a hallway, and it's there's nothing there. But as soon as the flashlight beam hits a ghost that might be there, I mean it scares the crap out of you. <laughs> but then the struggle of vacuuming them up because they they want to fight, and uh, it's it's just really cool. It's a lot of fun. They made a second one of those games for Wii U. Yep. Where uh, you could uh, have multiple people play. One person plays as Luigi, the other play people as the play as the yep. ghosts. On their handheld, it's oh, yeah, that'd be Jeff cool. Jeff has beat my ass on that many a times. Oh yeah, I want to get that <laughs> system so bad, especially now since the Mario Builder is coming out. Wow, how it's much out. fun would that Mario be? Mario Maker, Mario Maker, yeah. excuse me. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I believe it's already out. Yeah, yeah, we got to get that, but the system's a little too pricey now, and I don't play enough video games to justify mm-hmm. it at the moment. So, <laughs> right. but well, what about worst games from the Mario franchise? I've already got mine. Mario oh. is missing. 
That was a crap fest. Wait, was that the one where it was like a history lesson? It was, yes. Then in that <laughs> case, we have the same choice. It was a, it was a Super Nintendo release. And I thought it was earlier for some reason. No, it was Super Nintendo, I'm pretty sure. And uh, actually, I think they've made it for a few different platforms, but the one I played was on Super Nintendo, but it's pretty much just Luigi running up and down the exact same looking street the whole game, getting a history lesson, like you said. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. I was thinking the same. History? Yeah, you have to answer, like, uh, actual history questions, questions to advance. Yes. Yeah. That's not why I play video games. Yeah. <laughs> you play video games to get away from that crap. Yeah. yeah. Worst games. I love history. I would probably have to say, <laughs> you guys will really all hate me. All the Mario games, because I don't like playing them. What? Yeah. Get the hell out. <laughs> oh, is it the two-sided like so side-scroller? The side-scroller? Yeah, probably that, because like oh. I said, I could probably play the, the 3D ones now. Oh, way. I... I will always go back to side-scrolling games. The 3D ones are so much fun, but uh, I always I have trouble with my depth perception sometimes when mm. I'm trying to jump on a bad guy and I just get destroyed. Like just trying to take out a simple uh, <laughs> like turtle or goomba or whatever they're called. All the times playing the side scroller ones, me and my friends. All right, Jack, your turn. Okay, it's your turn. And then I would sit there forever and ever while he just clears a board. All right, your turn. Run, fall off the edge. I've been there. I have been there. Tyler, Sarah, worst Mario games. Oh, God, that, that's rough. I've never played Mario is Missing, though. I think that that's kind of what the problem is, is I've only really ever played, like, good Mario games. So now I'm forced to... <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, forced to pick, like, the shittiest of the good Mario games, and that's... Mario Sunshine? <laughs> Ooh, boy. That's a gray That's a gray area right there. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just saying, I think it's my least favorite of the Mario games that I've played. <laughs> like, as far as 3D, I prefer um, Mario 64, and I like Mario Galaxy better. And then I like all the 2D ones better than the 3D ones. So I guess that that means that in terms of, it's just the least memorable, I think, for me. See, that, see, I had the opposite effect with Mario Sunshine. I think I still have that one. It was a lot of fun. It doesn't stand out as one of the best, but definitely not one of the worst. And there yeah. were a lot of mixed opinions on the game, but essentially well, like Mario... Like I said, I don't, I don't think it's... I'm just like... I don't think it's like the worst Mario game by right. any means. I'm just saying like from the ones that I've played, it's the, I think it's the least memorable of the Mario games that I've played. To be quite honest, I completely forgot about that one until you said you mentioned it. Yeah, I, I mean, it's... It's not like it's a bad game or anything, and I, I had fun right. playing it, but I was like, I'm trying to, like, rack my brain for Mario games, and I'm thinking about all the old <laughs> school ones. And then I'm like, oh, shit, Mario Sunshine. <laughs> so I was like, well, if I don't remember it, it's got to be not that great, right? right. <laughs> I think the title might have something to do with that, too. Yeah. yeah I mean, was... like, Go ahead. No, I was going to say the water pack mechanic was kind of cool, but right. I don't know. I don't think it had a whole lot of lasting appeal to it. It didn't. It, it, like you're saying, the, the water pack was fun. The whole premise behind the game was Mario, Peach, and some of the little annoying toad things were <laughs> on vacation. They went to this tropical island, and when they got there, there was something dumping sludge all over the place, and there was this uh, like shadow Mario that was tormenting you the whole game that you were constantly chasing after. But you had to Spoilers, go it's still Bowser. What's that? Spoilers, it's still Bowser. Oh, right. <laughs> that, I never did get to the end of that game. That game was uh, pretty difficult, but uh, either that or I lost yeah, interest. Hard. But it was all right. Not bad. I'm going to play Super Mario Sunshine. Yeah, yeah, the name doesn't... Uh, <laughs> sounds like you're playing a Teletubbies yeah. game or something, you know? 
What's the ages for this game now? What about you, Sarah? Any any stinkers? Um, I'm a horrible person because I don't like the Mario Kart games. Oh. But I just don't like I don't I don't like <laughs> racing in general. Yeah, so she sucks at it. I just I just <laughs> don't like racing games, and so the Mario Kart games don't do anything for me. It's wow. it's like a lot of her just driving into a wall and just continuing. Or off, <laughs> off of cliffs. Like, yeah, just but there's in no like, walls to but, run into, so I just drive off of the edge of things. And then the same spot over and over again, just staring at me with like a half shrug, like I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't get this damn game. Oh, You're not man. trying, honey. You're not trying. Physically leaning into the turns. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's my dad. That's my dad does that. <laughs> You know, it's funny, Sarah mentioned something when we first started talking about Mario, about how uh, you and your dad used to play. And that made me think, you know, my parents have never, ever been into video games. Uh, quite opposite. But I do remember when we got the very first Nintendo and had Mario Brothers hooked up for the first time, they played it more than my sister and I did. Like, we had to get turns <laughs> from them. But after that game, they never touched it again. Yeah, my dad never played... He doesn't play video games now. Um, but when we had the first Nintendo, he played um, the Super Mario game, and then we had a couple different racing games that he liked. And... Um, Boy and His Blob. Boy and His Blob was, like, his favorite game. And Pipe <laughs> Dreams. And he played those games all the time. And I can remember dad like playing those games, but then he never owned another system after that, except for the Wii, because my mom wanted to get it for the exercise <coughs> aspect, which I think, you know, that that was a pretty common thing for a while there. But right. Um, but yeah, they they never gamed after that. But it was always like the first NES. I remember him playing those the games with me. It's funny how when the Wii came out, it seemed like it uh, really did reach out to a, uh, an older generation. I, like, my mom works uh, in assisted living, and I remember them saying they got Wiis for all the TVs in the home there, and how the old folks loved it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not comparing your father to a senior citizen or anything. Well, I'm just saying not. it appeals to a, a later generation. He won't listen to this. You're okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know when I got my Wii, my, the in-laws bought it for me, and we hooked it up at my mother-in-law's house, and my father-in-law, the big redneck he was, he was they, they got a racing game, and he was all over that for a while, man. Really? I remember falling asleep and waking up, and he was sitting there, son of a bitch, I can't get it. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh, my God. I, I remember falling asleep playing, uh, like, Halo, and, like, waking up, and Master Chief just been running, just running into, into a wall. wall for, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? Any uh, Mario uh, stinkers? I, you know, I'm franchise kinda... all across the franchise, <clears throat> not even games. I mean, we got the obvious, the movie. Well, yeah, we hit uh, that one a lot. Black yeah, in the room here. right. <laughs> well, that's not wasn't too bad. I still liked it a little bit. But okay. the uh, Are you kidding me? It's a good thing this is your last episode. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it was hilarious to me because it was so bad, well, and then yeah. the fact that you know so much about it, you know, like behind the scenes, it's even funnier to me. All right. But uh. I, I was really trying to push it because actually with Missing Mario, I was too much into history when I was a kid, so it's a shame. So I, I played that game and beat it really quick, so it wasn't too bad for me. But as Nerd. for <laughs> the only one that I have a gripe about was uh, that Tiger came out with a Mario game and it sucked. All you did was like the blocks came at you and you jumped over. What? Yeah. A Tiger Mario game? Yeah, it was Ew. horrible. Wait, what, a handheld? Yeah. And it came out the same time uh, Sonic came out and that was even more crap. Boy, handheld. I forgot, like, I wasn't even thinking of the Game Boy Mario. Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. 
Oh, it wasn't a Game Boy. It was a. I know, but the oh. one I'm thinking, I just one on the Game Boy came to mind. Go ahead. Uh, well, I mean, that's the only one that I could think of that I actually did not have fun with. What was the Mario one that came out for the uh, Virtual Boy? Ooh, oh, tennis. Oh, Mario Tennis. Horrible. Yeah. Well, you can't blame that on the game, though. That was the console, console. Yes. was horrible because they later did put out Mario Tennis on. Uh, I'm sure there's a version on the Wii, but I think it was even on 64. That was. Yeah, uh, I think there was. It was a lot of fun. So uh, I'm just singling out that one particularly mm-hmm. because of the console that it came out on. Right. Well, everything was, you know, that, that awful like color. infrared Red, looking yeah. crap. Yeah. There was another game I played on that thing. It was like a Star Fox, but it like the Zaxxon. Was that uh, it? Maybe. Something like that. There was only like five games on yeah. that stupid thing, but uh, yeah, the the ship had no like paneling or anything so it was strictly wire frame wire, yeah. so you're like can I fly through that am I going to crash into that it's almost like you and I are thinking about a lot of the same things because I was just thinking yeah. about that game too yeah <laughs> that was that was a shame so mm-hmm. alright well I think that's long enough talking about Mario but uh, yeah happy 30th birthday to the Mario brothers <laughs> yeah. it's a me Mario <laughs> well with that let's just jump right into our comic dump bin all right, you guys, either of you? Oh, we got to do. Jeff's got one. Jeff's got for one. Reels. For the last time. He even wrote out notes and stuff so you know he can tell you the truth about the book. Theater. Really? So he's not going to make it up this time? <laughs> I think I do this character. <laughs> uh, let me just say you butchered that What If book, by the way. Did, I, did you see it? Did you read it? I read it, and I was like, this isn't, that's not what happened, Jeff. <laughs> it was so random, though. <laughs> This is such a random book. The Ant-Man against Galactus was good, though. That was true. Yeah, but that was one panel. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to get that one wrong. Short, short lives. All right, so the comic I came across was uh, Tokyo Ghost by Image Comics. Never heard of that. Nope. Yeah, I think it just came out, actually, because I walked in on a Wednesday... Right when they're putting it up, I was like, I want a copy. <laughs> the name is uh, pretty cool. Yeah. You guys be intrigued. <clears throat> so the story, it actually follows a girl who goes by the name of Debbie Decay, uh, and she is with her man, Led Dent. Okay. The story, <laughs> I know, right? I was like, Led Dent? All right. Pause for, uh, for dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Oh, okay. okay. I'll, I'll keep going. <laughs> the story with these two hunting down, the story begins with these two hunting down a man named Davy Trauma. Uh, as you start to read the story, it basically unfolds the entire world and how it gave into the world of technology. So people are modded. They're surfing the internet just by sitting there on the street, you know, begging for money. But nobody's actually paying attention because they're just surfing. So basically you would laugh because if you see people texting and they're just walking in the middle of the street, it's like that times 10. Okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, from what I could gather so far from reading, uh, this uh, dent... He is actually covered in the mods himself or to the point where he doesn't even realize where he's at. So it's up to Debbie to really guide him to where he's going. And they're chasing down the, uh, Davy to help get him out of all that because she wants to just have a normal life. So towards the end of the story, uh, they do capture Davy and comes to find out that this guy was a mass murderer <laughs> to begin with to the point Oops. where he was able to hack into people. You know, with all the modifications and make them do stuff for him. Mm-hmm. So he was going on like killing sprees, killing like they would show like this guy going into a hospital, killing a whole bunch of children, and just walking out. It was just it was nuts. Jeez, sounds like it. Um, <clears throat> so the story ends. Books. What's that? You and your violent books. <laughs> I know. I was like, okay. <laughs> 
So, uh, well, the story ends with them catching Davy. And I'm only telling you guys all this towards the whole book because, like, this is just an ongoing series and this is only issue one. Mm-hmm. So they do end up catching Davy, and it ends with them relieved, or, well, really, Debbie relieved and telling Dent that she's going to fix you and that she's going to uh, bring him back. And then that's where it ends. And then the next issue is actually called Detox because they show me a little preview of it. And I'm excited to see that, but I won't see it for another two weeks, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was my story for this week. That was beautiful, Jeff. Well done. You've been with us how long now? (laughs) How long has it been? Oh, God. A couple years. What episode did I start on? I can't remember. uh, Like four, three or four. Yeah. And we're on, this is 94? 94, yeah, so 90. So you've been here a minute, and this is like, what, the second book you've done? <laughs> <laughs> no. So congr- uh, that'll get, that's, you'll get my applause. Now. The <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jack, you want to go next? I'll go. I got from the Cincinnati Comic Expo. Oh, yeah. Deadpool versus Thanos number one. And I was a little leery at first, because I'm not a big Deadpool fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm not either. I mean, he's cool, but yeah. This was actually pretty good. Uh, the beginning of it, he's sitting there fighting with Thanos. Thanos, apparently Thanos gave him the power to not die. Oh, well then it's his own fault if he gets defeated, <laughs> right? I mean, Mike's looking puzzled because he knows Deadpool. <laughs> That's what Thanos says. He gave him the power to not die. Uh, I thought it was death. I'm, I'm intrigued. Well, maybe it is death because there's a picture of her, but then this, the way that words balloons talk... It's Thanos talking, so maybe it was her talking. But uh, it starts out with uh, on an island. There's this grizzly guy talking to someone on the phone about uh, the island's ready for the big boss to come on over. And just as he's in the middle of a conversation, there's a rope around his neck, and good old Deadpool killed him. (laughs) (laughs) Next thing you know, you see uh, good old Doctor Doom. It was Doctor Doom was coming to the the island. They were setting it up for. Doctor Doom's undressing. He's walking around just as green robe with his mask on. And then all of a sudden, there's a knock at the door, and he's like, "Who is it?" And it's like, "Oh, it's a hotel. I just got a, uh, I got you your complimentary shot." And then he opens up the door. Blam! Deadpool just takes out Doctor Doom. Jeez. Yeah. Blows him away. And then he gets on the phone trying to call Tony Stark, <laughs> trying to say the gloat. You know, I just did what you guys couldn't do. Ha ha. I mean, while he's on the phone, he's like, yeah, is Tone there? Yeah, he lets me call him that. Tone. Oh, he's not there? Is, is he out being Iron Man? Okay, what about Thor? Thor's not there? Okay, well, how about you? You sound cute. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, in the background, Doctor Doom gets up, blasts him. And then it goes to, like, in-between world, where Deadpool has a porn stash and a fro. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he looks like uh, John Holmes. He does. But he's sitting there, just talking. He looks over the mirror. Death's in the mirror. And then she gets pulled away and disappears, and he starts running around looking for her. Um, come to find out that nobody in the world is dying right now. No one can die. Really? Even, yeah. And he goes to another island to talk to the Black Talon, which is a dude that dressed up in a chicken suit. <laughs> Why <laughs> like, the hell not? Yeah, I guess he's kind of Jamaican, so he's got that voodoo aspect to him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was a fun read. Meanwhile, he's sitting there talking to the Black Talon while all these zombies are just chomping on him on Deadpool. And he's like, will you get these zombies off me? And he's like, go ahead, leave them alone. He ends up talking to the chicken guy. He get, he tells him where Thanos is. Thanos tells him where he's at. He goes over to Cable get, to get a ship to fly to space. <laughs> and tells Cable, yeah, I left a present in the toilet for you. <laughs> 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 ends up finding Thanos. Thanos 
just pummels him if you see the pictures right oh, there. Oh, yeah. And starts talking smack to Thanos about death. You know, they both they both love death pretty much. And he uh, Thanos wanted to have him. And he ended up making a deal. He was going to bring him back, put him back together. And they were both going to go and find death. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, the last Intriguing panel. Intriguing little turn there at the end. Yeah, the last panel there, but like, what? let's go do it. So, yeah, I, I want to get number two because I want to see want to see where this is going. So I, I think <laughs> it's safe to say that this is more of like the kind of goofy side of Deadpool than less serious. It was, I think it was a little more serious with some goof. Isn't every side of Deadpool goofy? Yes and no. I guess depending on which version or which um, storyline I guess you're following. Huh. I, I've never <laughs> followed any, so I, I don't have a... This was better than any of the other Deadpools that I read. Cool. Living Deadpool was pretty good. Deadpool versus Thanos number one. Yeah. All right. I'm just going to shoot mine out really quick because I'm not going to give up a whole lot of what's in the book. It's an independent release, and I would, I'd like to get this guy on the show, so I don't want to spoil too much about it. But it's called Mercy Sparks. I picked up Volume 1, Heaven's Dirty Work, a recommendation from Jeff here at Cincinnati Comic Expo, and what a good recommendation it was. I've uh, really enjoyed reading. I've only read the first uh, comic in the book, but it's uh, written and created by Josh Baylock, and he was, or excuse me, Blaylock. Blaylock, I said that wrong. But he was there, got to sign my book. Pretty much what it's about is a, it's a demon girl who just kind of dwells in a, uh, I guess it's kind of like a purgatory, some kind of like a middle plane of existence called sh- uh, Shale. Shale? I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. That's where Deadpool that hangs right. out, too, with the porn stash <laughs> and Prafro. There you go. <laughs> but she's a demon just with nowhere to go. Can't go to heaven, can't go to hell. And she's uh, given an opportunity. The higher-ups in heaven want to hire her, put her back on Earth, to track down rogue angels who are hiding on Earth. So they put her in a human skin. She walks among us. Very good looking, might I add. (laughs) But uh, has a chip on her shoulder, pretty foul attitude. But uh, she just goes down the list hunting down these rogue angels. And uh, awesome fight scenes incur. So that's all I'm really going to say about it. I haven't read the rest of the book yet. And like I said, I don't want to give too much up. But I highly recommend Mercy Sparks. And I'm definitely going to try to get this guy on the show. Is it like five five issues in the trade? Four or five. I mean, that first issue was pretty darn thick. You can see where that bookmark is. And that was just one. So, yeah. It's all continuing? Well, you haven't It all continues. It It says to be continued at the end of the one I finished. So, Mercy Sparks. Heaven's Dirty Work. And that's on, what was that? Uh, Devil's Do? Devil's, yeah. Something like Devil's Do. Do Doing. Something like that. Devil's Do Publishing, I think, something like that. Yeah, we'll tweet it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right, Tyler, you ready? I'm ready. So I'm trying to decide between two books, and I think I can talk about them both relatively quick. But um, one is uh, Godzilla and Hell, which is IDW. Have 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 you guys read that yet? No. The premise is pretty simple. Um, The King of the Monsters goes to hell. It's like the most metal thing that's ever happened. <laughs> um, Put on some uh, Slayer while you're yeah. reading. That yeah, it's, it's definitely like you have to you have to listen to Slayer when you read it. It's like a prerequisite. Um, it is drawn and I think it's colored by James Stokoe, who did um, Half Century War and Orkstein. And the story is, I mean, as of right now, I've only read the first issue. I've got the second one waiting for me. But it's seriously, he just goes to hell and like he lands and he's like in the bottom of this pit. And, like, the um, Abandon All Hope, like, you who enter here, you know, like, the famous, like, I think it's from uh, Dante's Inferno, like, like 
crumbles out of like the earth like in this giant jagged pillar behind him which he then promptly destroys because Godzilla don't give a fuck <laughs> and then he just kind of wanders around hell blasting like various like minor like little things um then there's like this like weird like legion cloud of like corpse bodies that like picks him up like kind of like a tornado and throws him around and like kind of surrounds him and then in the middle of this like weird ring is this it looks like Godzilla it's a different Godzilla and he's got like a big scar down his face and like down his chest and stuff and as the the real Godzilla goes to fight him this this like kind of doppelganger rips apart and kind of like mutates and it's actually this weird giant demon monster with like a bunch of mouths and like made out of like gross like organs and stuff so then, wow. yeah, yeah, Godzilla then kicks its ass, and that's pretty much the whole episode. Like, the the ground cracks beneath him, and then I assume that he's falling to another layer of hell. And then um, I've seen the next, the previews for the next issue, and it's all, I think, it, I hope it's all painted by Bob Eggleton, who has been, like, painting Godzilla for a long time. And um, there's no, there was hardly any word, I don't think there's any words in the, the first um, issue there was just like the onomatopoeia like sound effect noises mm-hmm. and the second one I think there's narration but it's all like hand painted and like I think he, it looks like he's gonna fight like either dead versions of monsters that he's fought before or something it, it looks it looks pretty intense that does sound uh, sweet yeah it's pretty dope so that's that's Godzilla in Hell and then I started reading um, another book by Oni Press called Kaiju Max since we're on this whole kaiju theme thing cool, and it's man. like it's like orange is the new black meets like 60s and 70s monster movies. It's um, the art is kind of like light and almost like a comic strip indie comic style. Okay. Um, really, it, it looks adorable when you're looking at it. Um, but the book itself is like a violent because <laughs> I mean, you basically the whole plot is that um, all the monsters are being locked away on Monster Island by this like kind of elite police force that like abuses their privilege and their power and like monsters in the world are sort of like these weird junkies and um yeah it's 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 all kinds of fucked up in a good way um the main kind of the main monster you follow his name is Electragor and I think he accidentally like harmed some humans or something like that and that's why they threw him in jail but like his body grows like these like electric egg cell things he uses to feed his family so by by yeah by like this like this ultraman police force like stealing him and like incarcerating him his family no longer has food so he's trying to like smuggle some of these food things out of kaiju max but i think there's some weird shit going on like i think that his family gets like attacked by the police yeah it's it's super (laughs) fucked up it's awesome it's so cool it's and it's like it's the right amount of like funny but yeah it's the right amount of serious to like make you cringe like there's this dinosaur like kaiju monster that tries to like stand up for how bad they're treating the monsters and one of the guys like rips his arm off and beats him with it (laughs) (laughs) this i've got to see yeah and it's all drawn you know kind of like um this is not a great example but like kind of like regular show or adventure time or something. Okay. Oh, Those yeah. are just examples, but that kind of cartoony, like not, not overly realistic, but it's noodle arms. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's some larmage going on. Yeah. It, it's super cool though. You yeah. Know, going back to Godzilla, you know who Godzilla needs to fight? Hmm. Durantis. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> 
I when are you guys going to make that happen? <laughs> oh, probably never. Oh, come uh, on. I know. I, I, um, I mean, sure, I'd, I'd do it as fan art or something, but, um, yeah, I you know, know, the, know. you got to get rights guys and all that crap, but, but still, it would be awesome to see, yeah. nonetheless. It would be dope. I'd, I'd watch it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope watch, so. Yeah, to, watch my, to watch my monster go up against, like, the, like, my favorite monster, the monster, yeah. Right. It'd be pretty incredible, really. Awesome. Well, what about Sarah? Does she have any uh, books she'd like to talk about? I don't this week. If I would have known, I would have prepared better because it's not like there isn't things that I'm reading. I just don't have anything. Right. I haven't read anything in a while. That's my <laughs> I'm fault. I'm too busy making books, man. <laughs> <laughs> the best excuse you can have. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> don't encourage I'll use that excuse next time. Oh yeah, I'm writing one. I couldn't. I couldn't read. I'm one. writing a book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading the one I'm writing. All right, that's quite all right. And with that, let's just move right into real world heroes. Jack, who do we have this week? This week we have Chris Al Algier Alguar from Erickson, Manitoba, Canada. I mean Christina Aguilera? No. No. A L G U I R E. Okay. Alguire. Alguire. Well, this happened back in July 30th, 2008. Okay. It all started with a guy named Vince Lee. He boarded a Greyhound bus in Erickson, Manitoba, and sat down next to Tim Clean, a 22-year-old carnival worker. <laughs> oh, that's got trouble written all over it. As the bus drove, many passengers on board fell asleep, only to awaken to a terrifying scream. Mr. Lee was plunging a hunting knife into Mr. McLean repeatedly. Oh, my. I think I heard about this. The dr- <laughs> Why are you laughing? He was going to bring that news to the last show. <laughs> Just busting your balls, yeah. man. No worries, no worries. <laughs> the uh, driver pulled over, and the passengers all ran off. Uh, Mr. McLean died before anyone else could stop. You know what was the, happening. Yeah. Right. After Mr. Lee finished stabbing the victim, he tried to get off the bus, where the tele that all the scared passengers were running and waiting for the police. But then, uh, good old Mr. Chris Alguire, Al- 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 I can't say his name, Chris. <laughs> okay. He's a big old truck or big old gruff trucker. I guess he had saw something going on, so he pulled over. And he ended up getting a, a big steel pipe that he uses to tighten up loads <laughs> on his truck. Oh, man. And stood there at the door saying, you know, he wouldn't let the guy off the bus, basically, until the police came. And I guess he was quoted saying, I was ready to break every bone in his body. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Mr. Lee stayed on the bus and, uh, in 2009, Mr. Lee was found not criminally, criminally responsible for the murder due to a mental disorder. What? Really? Yeah. That's wow. Yeah. That whole scenario seems like sounds like an issue of Southern bastards, like <laughs> down to a T almost. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to I guess I guess thanks to Chris that no one else got hurt. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Stop that crazy crazy guy. And for that, Chris, you have found a spot on our wall of justice. In the Hall of Heroes. So keep carrying around that big freaking pipe in your truck <laughs> there and beating anyone who gets out of line. Well, with that, let's just turn our attention right over to Tyler and Sarah Sals and talk about Durantus, The Last Serpent uh, 2 that just was successfully funded on Kickstarter September 17th. Thanks again, guys, for being on, and congratulations to yeah, you on your Kickstarter. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for, for having us. Let me pull it up here on the Google. 
<laughs> it's been a few days since I've looked at it, so I've kind of forgotten what the hell was going on with it. Um, All you knew is you hey, your goal, and that's what matters. Give me my time. Come on now. I know what I'm doing. Um... <laughs> So yeah, we kickstarted our giant monster comic um, all in the, well, the end of August, the beginning of September. Um, where would you like me to start? <laughs> well, let's just first talk about Durantis. I mean, the first time we had you on, uh, you and Scott told us about Hank Steiner, Monster Detective, which was a hell yeah. of a read and a great book. Uh, we've actually passed it on to some other people who have really enjoyed it. Righteous, thank you. But, uh, oh no, thank you. But, uh, yeah, I've seen Durantis on your page and everything. I've just never known quite what it was. So tell us and the listener exactly, what what is Durantis? Well, Durantis is sort of my, like... It's it's really it's my take on Godzilla. Like I'm not I'm not gonna like lie to you and try to tell you it's something different. It's it's um I've I've always loved giant monster movies. Um, well, you know as you can tell I love monster movies in general. But mm-hmm. um, as a kid I was the dinosaur nerd. Um, and my dad introduced me to you know movies like Godzilla and Gorgo um, and Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms and the Giant Behemoth. All those like oh, wow. old school. Classic. Yeah, the classics, like the claymation stuff, the old original suitmation movies. Um, and I've always been a really big fan. And, um, you know, I, I was kind of surprised that there, there's not a whole lot of kaiju comics, especially a few years ago. There was nothing. I mean, you had the the last run of giant monster stuff that kind of existed for at least up until, you know, five, six years ago was um, like Dark Horse's run on Godzilla um, that they did in the 90s, which was pretty cool. Um, but I always wanted to, you know, I, with such a lack of diversity in the field, I was like, well, why the hell do I do one? And there's no reason not to. So when we did the first issue of Durantis, it was it was the first cover-to-cover comic that Scott and I did together. We did a bunch of small stuff first. Um, and it was just kind of a testing the waters to see, like, if we worked well together and you know, how we would lay out a comic and stuff. Um, and it went over, it went over okay. The first couple of years, we didn't sell a ton of it. Um, and, and we do, uh, Sarah and I do a show in Chicago that's G-Fest, and it's all giant monster stuff. And, um, and, and so, I mean, yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's like, family-friendly, and people, there, there's a whole room devoted to, like, Godzilla toys and posters and merch, and it's pretty awesome. Um, so I thought, you know, we'd market it there, and it just kind of didn't really go anywhere. So I thought, mm, okay. <laughs> I, as of last year, I was ready to just kind of give it a rest. Um, but I had, I had, I had quite a few people in the past year come up to me and be like, "Are you going to do a second issue?" And I'm like, "Ah, I don't know. I mean, I kind, I want to for me, but I don't know if anyone's going to buy it." And I'm like, "Well, I'd buy it." I'm like, "Okay, cool." But I had so many people do that. Like, I bought the first issue, I want a second one. Then I'm like, "Well, why don't I give it a shot?" And Sarah and I were kind of debating about how we're going to go about doing it because, you know, it's it's not it's it's one of our projects. We're not getting paid to do it because it's kind of just a labor of love. And she's like, and if, if it's not going to sell the investment of making the book and then not being able to sell the book isn't worth it. So I said, you know, if we kickstart it, then we know if the interest is there because it's an immediate way to test the waters without putting any, you know, any of our time into it beyond what it takes to put a Kickstarter together. That's plenty of time. But um, you know, creating an entire book and then not having it sell and then not being able to pay bills because we took a month to make a book that isn't selling. Right. Yeah. Right. So with the Kickstarter, not only was it kind of it was cool because we were able to 
to see our comic funded and then some, but it was kind of, for us, I, I wasn't sure what to expect. I really, I, I, I kind of thought that we were going to make our goal, but I didn't think it was going to be as quick as it was and we were going to make nearly as much as we did. I thought it was going to be one of those things like we're going to be begging people for money in the past, like in the last three days sort of thing. Right. Not and um, mm-hmm. yeah, not the case at all. And, you know, it, it was nice that it went as well as it did because it definitely shows me that there's an interest in kaiju giant monster comics now and i mean you know even in the past couple years you've got the new godzilla movie you've got um pacific rim and there's a couple comics that have risen up there's there's enormous um that's a vaguely kaiju themed book and you've like i said you've got kaiju max which is brand new and then godzilla you know all of those books too but i you know with durantis i kind of wanted to do my own my own take on it really and it looks like it's awesome. I haven't got a chance to read it yet, but on your website, you guys had some uh, preview pages up there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what I saw was gorgeous. It looked beautiful. Well, thanks. But uh, uh, I'm go sorry, ahead. go ahead. No, 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 you got it. I was just going to say, uh, one thing I've always complained about on this show, I guess not complained about, I guess what I said I like about uh, Marvel Comics over DC is how they explain how everything works. I just don't expect you to buy it. They explain how it works. And on your guys' uh, webpage, you know, you have the whole anatomy of this creature. You have uh, the way its roar sounds, the way it sounds when it cries, its growl. I mean, awesome, awesome details to this character that I think, uh, you know, brings it to another dimension. I, I had to ask about those sounds, though. Did you, if you don't mind me asking, was that how did you make those sounds? Well, um, there, there's a bit of a story there too. So goody goody. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not exciting. Like, don't get excited because really, what it boils oh. down to. Is a wet, yeah, it boils down to a wet finger on a mirror. But um, yeah, so yeah, no shit. Um, it is uh, basically so. One of the things that I've always really liked about kaiju is that how how in depth they are. Like those those cutaways with the anatomy and stuff. Those are that's like based on old old um, giant monster artwork from like the '60s. Really? They used to do cutaways and show like the fake muscles and organs and stuff like that of Godzilla and his foes, just kind of as a joke. But it, people ate it up because it was you know fake anatomical studies of fake monsters. Right. Um, anyhow, the the whole the roar came about because I was just kind of going along that line of like what can i do just to add something to be interesting and i'm like i had read um I, a long long time ago of, of how they use like a resin coated glove and they for godzilla's initial roar they i think that they used a resin coated glove and were strumming like a floor bass or something or like running their hands down the cords on a floor bass wow. and recording that and like reverberating it and that's Something like that is how they came up with Godzilla's roar in, in the 1954 movie, you know, pre-computers and all that. Right. And I'm like, I wonder if I could do something like a dumbed down, like idiot white guy version of that. <laughs> and so, you mean I you don't have a floor playing. base? <laughs> yeah, I don't have I don't have a floor base or a resin coated glove. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, to me, it's just like okay, so they're 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 creating some sort of like rubbing noise with something. So I tested rubbing different surfaces, which you know made me seem like a complete lunatic. But I did it for like. <laughs> I, I think Sarah around. was. A, 
to be fair, Sarah was at work and the kids were at school, so I could get away with it and nobody saw how, <laughs> like, I was probably in pajamas the whole time, like, with, like, bedhead running around the house, like, trying to find <laughs> the right sound. <laughs> I'm sure it would make my mommy real proud. Um, and I ended up settling on, like, I got my fingers wet and I just, like, on a, a clean, like, glass surface, like a mirror, and just would, like, rub my fingers down the mirror. And I did that a few different times and recorded it. Um, and then I just got, I think it was Audacity. I just downloaded some free, like, audio editing software and kind of screwed around with it to make it sound a little bit more Roar-like. But that's really all it is, is just, it's, if, if and now, now when you hear it, you'll be able to hear that noise. Like, it's just, like, wet fingers on a window. <laughs> Not only that, but every time I take a shower, I'm going to be in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> really going on that's in there. Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, it, those sounds sound pretty darn good. You know, when we first opened the website, kind of scared the crap out yeah. of us at first. But <laughs> <laughs> so you've, you've yeah, succeeded I still, there. I still scare <laughs> so now that the Kickstarter has been successfully funded, I mean, what's your guys' uh, next step with Durantus? Uh I mean, is it going to be available in stores to the uh, people who didn't support the Kickstarter? Yeah, we're going to try. I mean, we're, we're going to do just like the same type of thing that we're doing with Hank. Um, which, you know, it, it's a lot of like guerrilla marketing sort of stuff. Like we're right. we're going to develop the book over the next couple months. Um, and just I mean, it's it's basically all laid out and ready to go. We're just going to put the like the finishing touches on it. And um, but then it's it's going to be an indie book. I want to submit it to Comixology, that sort of thing where we're going to be able to, you know, sell it, we'll sell it through our Etsy store. But we're going to try to get it in as many local stores as we can, too. Yeah, and, and then, we'll have it on. Yeah, we'll have it on our Etsy. I made careful sure to that we um, we didn't kickstart just to send out those printed copies. You know, that all right. of the copies that we are able to print aren't going back to kickstart rewards. Though we actually made sure that we'd have some for ourselves. And I think there was a few people that were frustrated that you it wasn't easy to get printed copies of it. But that was kind of the deal is I can get, only give away so many as right, Kickstarter right. rewards because then I don't have any stock left if, right. if I we, keep giving them away. And we so. need them for conventions and stuff, too. Like, we, we like she said, we need them as stock so that we can sell them to comic book stores or we can sell them at conventions or we can have them to sell at our Etsy store. That's awesome. And you're going to, yeah, you're going to have uh, digital, you probably just said that, digital copies available. Yep, 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 as soon as we can, yep. I, and I would like to do it through Comixology, um, just because... Oh, nice. And, and maybe even drive-through comics. Um, I've, I, I don't remember what I've got published through them, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I like Comixology. They've, they've done... They've got some weird... I don't know, if you, have you guys had any encounter with them at all? Comixology? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we've been... We've trolled around in there quite a bit. Yeah. Okay, uh, do you know anybody who's got books on there like you, that you've spoken to about oh, it? Oh, yeah, Frank Mueller, his book's on there. The Devil me. You Know. The Devil You Know, yeah, that yep, one's on yep, there. Yep, The Devil You Know, yep. Um, so the only thing that I don't like about Comixology is, like, they there's not a really good way for you to track your sales. You get, like, a printed, like, quarterly report, and that's the only time you know what you're selling and how many. What? Yeah, it's it's weird. It's very archaic. Like it's the only thing that I don't like because I feel like it's a good platform. It hits a good audience of people. It's really convenient to browse. But as far as like having books on there, there's not really a good way to keep track of your sales, and it's kind of a pain. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, how yeah, are you I supposed know. to manage your business that way? You can't. You, you can't. <laughs> you just can't. So that's, 
anyhow, that's just a ran- random insider <laughs> right. thing with comics. Yeah, that's like with podcasting with Spreaker or not Spreaker. Uh, oh, uh, Stitcher. Stitcher. Yeah, yeah. You look at the, the the stats, and you're just like, oh my god, nobody. Yeah, <laughs> but then didn't Stitcher also tell you like at what point certain listeners quit listening? Yeah, too. That was yeah, like a big yeah. kick in the test. An average of like ten seconds. Yeah. Oh. No, okay. So we came up on See, someone's random play, and they like, oh, hell no. no. I don't know this. <laughs> See, that's not even fair. I mean, that's one of the. I mean, that you know, according to the, the statistics on Kickstarter, people like at least people watched our video quite a bit. <laughs> right. Our, our Kickstarter video, they actually watched. There's like I don't remember what the percentage is, and I don't feel like looking it up. But there was a good chunk of people that were that actually watched it from beginning I, to end. I think it's like 22 percent of the times it was played, it was watched all the way through. Like to the end of it, which I think is pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, I would skip around if it was somebody else's video. To be fair, like I would watch the video <laughs> just to what's going on, but I would totally skip around. But we had quite a few people actually watch the whole damn thing, so we must be pretty entertaining. Is that video still <laughs> out there? Because uh, when I was on your Kickstarter page last, I didn't see any playable video. It's on YouTube somewhere. I'm I'm sure if you just look up like Killustration Studios or Durantis on YouTube, it's the it, only video. <laughs> it should still be on our Kickstarter. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. What I was looking at just said you guys have succeeded, and there was like a uh, like a list of. Oh, uh, you have to go to View Project. Yeah. Um, okay. After something's done, if you go to, I think it's campaign or view project, then it'll like go back to what it looked like when it was live. Awesome. And then, um, yeah, and you should be able to get it there. Or like Tyler said, if you search it on YouTube, it's up on YouTube. There's, in fact, I think if you search our names, there's like three videos of us on YouTube. <laughs> really? I'll have to watch those. <laughs> awesome. You could uh, put that on the website, too, can't you? Yep. The video? Yeah. Awesome. And this is on Killustration uh, Studios, right? This is your guys' yep. uh, comic production? Yep. St- awesome. And yeah. uh, Durantus.com, of course. You can go there yeah. and check out uh, everything you need to know about Durantus. All that nerdy stuff. Oh, good stuff, though. The artwork's <laughs> beautiful. I promise, listeners, you will not be disappointed. Oh, yeah. The second issue, like, anybody who's picked up the first, the second issue is going to be drastically different because I, I've, I've grown a lot as an artist since we, I did it. Yeah, <laughs> we, we both have done a lot more books since then, so I'm hoping even colors and letters, everything should be quite a bit better than the last book. Well, I can't wait to see it. Congratulations to the both of you again, and thanks so much to both of you for being with us today. I appreciate it. We all do. Thanks for having us, man. We appreciate it. Thanks for not cutting out on us during the conversation. Yeah, I know. I was there's a couple times where I kept hearing you guys kind of fade out, and I'm like, oh shit, it's on my end. I'm I'm losing them. I'm losing them. They're gonna make fun of me again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, he was the one that got cut out. I couldn't remember if it was him or Scott. That was so Yeah, it was me. Funny. You guys just kept on rolling without me like I didn't matter. <laughs> the show yeah, must go on, fun. Tyler. I mean, what can I say? <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, well, thanks so much, guys. And, uh, yeah, we'll put all this on our website and help direct people your way. And we'll also on Twitter, we've been uh, pushing this kind of stuff again. So, yeah, keep an eye out there. Right on. Thank you so much. Jack, what else we have on the website? We have a show blog where you can read up on our guests. Photos, videos, trailers, the Canned Air Comic Book Store, and the Canned Air Comic Book. Oh, yes. And since we were at the Cincinnati Cincinnati Comic Expo, what was this, this past, this past uh, Saturday, which was the 19th, 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to be making another comic book. That's I wasn't right. sure if I was going to or not, but uh, yeah, I'm going to. Okay. So I don't know how soon that's going to be out. It's probably going to be a few weeks anyway, but uh, we'll get it. When we get it up, we'll let everyone know. And uh, yeah, this is uh, Jeff and Mike's last episode. They are going off to the land of milk and honey. Well, Jeff, you're going to California. Mike, off to Texas. I want to thank you both for uh, the time you put in with the show. I know it's, the schedule hasn't allowed Mike to be here too much, but uh, still, it wouldn't have been the same without either of you guys. The so time you, that I was here was very enjoyable. You, what about you, Jeff? No, uh, not the case? Not enjoyable? <laughs> Tired of coming here. I'm getting the heck out of here. Oh, no, I'm totally going to miss this. Well, you said you're going to uh, be starting some other project uh, yeah, in California. Yeah, there's spinoff. Is it? <laughs> are you being serious, or are you just pulling my tail? Uh, if I can find Jared to Wind. actually sit down. Jared <laughs> <laughs> <Wind>. <laughs> Oh, my God. The Big Lots version of Canada. <laughs> Well, you'll definitely have to let us know when that's up yeah. and going. Mike, if you get anything up and going, let us know. We can all cross-promote. This doesn't mean you guys can ever be back on. There's there's Skype, right? Oh, yeah. 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 That's how I did it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not physically there with you right now. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks so much. And uh, until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. Jack Doherty. Jeff Holcomb. And Mike Arwood. I'm Tyler Souls. And Sarah Souls. And we'll see you all next time. Be sure to get outside immediately. And once outside, get on CandarePodcast.com. Well, thanks for the tip, Blowtorch, but just one question. What about the fire? And no one is half the battle. G.I. Joe! I'm not ready. Tough shit. I'm ready. I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I, I hope so, man. I'm tired. <laughs> who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I, I, I've never done it. <laughs> I know, right?